You're listening to Real Talk for Real Men, episode number 18. Welcome to the Real Talk for Real Men podcast. Lifestyle advice for men so powerful, you'll want to run your life on it. And now your hosts, Guy Mullen and Chris Field. Welcome back to Real Talk for Real Men. I'm Guy Mullen, and it's time for another show, and, and I'm with Chris Field. It's great to be back with you, Guy, and I believe the, the chap you're going to introduce us to today is someone that really sounds fascinating, so I'm looking forward to today's chat. Yeah, I look. I had the pleasure of meeting Darren a couple of years ago at a Dads for Kids training. Darren was uh, appointed the leader of the small group that I was in, and it was fascinating to talk to Darren and to find out what he was doing. So Darren who? Darren Lewis. Darren, welcome to the show. It's good to be part of it, Guy and, and Chris. So I'll give you a little bit of bio, just introduce Darren to, to you, our audience. So Darren is um, uh, probably somewhere between Chris and I in age. I'm not going to tell you exactly. Ben. You always exactly have a where, shot at my age in these. <laughs> exactly where he is. Uh, Darren, uh, Darren is married to Melissa since 1991, a, a lovely, lovely woman, and they've got four boys. Is that right, Darren? Yes, four sons, yeah. Four sons. And, uh, and Darren used to be an engineer by trade, and then he started Fathering Adventures officially in 2008. Fathering Adventures, it's an interesting name for a business. What's it all about, Darren? Oh, well, Guy, what we do is um, it, it came about for a, a whole bunch of reasons, but, but, but what do we do? Ultimately, um, we provide, we facilitate father-son and father-daughter adventure experiences and so the reason why we do that is because we're all about experientially equipping, empowering, and encouraging uh, men to be intentional in their role as fathers. Um, and, and that key word there really is as important as all of those other words are, the key words experientially, because men especially, but, but everyone really learns best experientially. Now, I've got to jump in here and ask this question, Darren. You're making a business, you're making your whole life focus around this fathering mm. adventures activity. There's mm. got to be some reason why you went in that direction. I mean, that's a lot of people might think it's a good idea, but you're doing it. So there's got to be a bit of a backstory there somewhere. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's a, there's a massive backstory. And obviously we don't have enough time to sort of go through all of that, but just very quickly, um, there's a whole, whole myriad of reasons, um, Number one, it started with me as a son. Um, my relationship with my father was not a, a great relationship. Um, he was uh, um, an alcoholic. He was a workaholic. I really didn't really know him. And, and um, uh, probably until three weeks before he died uh, back in 2004, uh, actually the anniversary is coming up now um, very soon. It's August the 13th. And so um, so it would be 13 years um, coming, I think it's next Monday. And so anyway... Um, with uh, so there's that component. Then I found myself as a father of four sons, and I'm sort of I wanted to do because I saw my father um, fail uh, as a husband and as a father. I wanted to be the very best husband and father that I could be, but I really didn't know how. So I guess that that was the start of my adventure to discover for myself to to be um, healed from my own father wounding, and also just to to know. Okay, so what. What did I miss out on? And, what, and, and, and as I began that journey, I guess I really um, discovered that there are a whole bunch of other men just like me. And, and, and I thought, okay. So, and, and, and I guess that sort of began the, uh, the counselling part of, of my work, my ministry. And, um, and then from, out of that sort of sprung that, that sort of realisation that, um, 
you know, more than 90% of the men and women that I was counseling, that my wife and I were counseling, uh, when we listened to their stories, we discovered that, um, that, that, yeah, like I said, 90 plus percent um, had a father wound. And I thought, knowing that prevention is better than cure, okay, so what could we do to help prevent this father wounding in the first place. And um, beyond that, there were, you know, there was an invitation to go to the States um, by my mentor, uh, Dr. Robert Lewis, who wrote a book called Raising a Modern Day Knight, um, a, a father's role in, a, in effectively guiding his sons into manhood, uh, authentic manhood. Um, so an invitation to go over there and help them facilitate a week-long father-son adventure experience over there. And um, whilst I was over there, um, you know, I, it became very clear that, that I needed to um, certainly Australianize, you know, what they were doing there, but uh, to bring it back here. But, um, but to, we, we need it. You know, every, something I've learned is that, that every culture around the world um, needs, needs something like this. Um, you know, our, our men need help, <laughs> you know, and, and I needed help. And so that's why I can say it so boldly. Um, and like I said, for, for my discovery was that so many men, um, you know, need something like this. They, they want to be able to be the best husbands, fathers that they can be, but they don't necessarily have, you know, the tools yet to be able to do that. And so we, we want to be able to equip them and empower them and so on. So, yeah. So it sounds like you've done this fairly intelligently too. Like in Australia, as opposed to America, it's much harder to actually live by helping other people. In America, there seems to be a larger market for people doing things that we would call ministry. Mm. And you can go full time and set up a ministry more effectively. Over here, you've really got to fund yourself, but you've given up your engineering career. So you've structured this more like a business that can actually keep you going. Yeah, that's, that's, well, <laughs> uh, yes, I, I, we certainly, um, I certainly did, uh, but eventually, um, give up the, the engineering. Um, I was working for myself, just a one man show. Um, and, uh, so we, we kind of transitioned out of that. Um, so we kind of officially launched as Guy said, um, in July, 2008, but we, uh, the last, my last paid work was December, um, 2011 and, um, the work was drying up. I mean, w one of the worst things, you know, especially from a business perspective, I guess it, it was to start a new business just as the GFC hit. <laughs> so, mm. um, we, we started just before the GFC struck and, um, so look, absolutely, it's it's been hard, and yes, there are so many. Um, there is the population in the states is so much greater. Um, the faith levels of the guys in the states is is so much greater, and and their desire to be um, uh, to be supporting, um, you know, financially and prayerfully and otherwise. Um, so yeah, it's it's been a tough road. I, I won't lie, and um, are we making a living um, barely, uh, but um, you know. The reality is, is, is I get. I'm still. I wake up every morning surprised uh, that I can continue to be able to do this, and we see wonderful outcomes um, for all of the so families. It's who worth join it. Us. That's what you're telling me. It's worth absolutely. it. Absolutely, absolutely. Mm. There are more mm. important things than 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 money. And Chris, one of the other things that, we, in regards to why we started, just just very quickly, there was this ancient Chinese proverb that I that uh, that Robert shared with me, and it says this. It says that. Um, if you want to be happy for an hour, take a nap. If you want to be happy for a day, go fishing, although that's never been my experience. Um, if you want to be happy for a year, inherit a fortune. 
And if you want to be happy for a lifetime, help someone else succeed. And when I, when I, you know, who doesn't want to be happy for a lifetime? So I guess when I first started out, it was really, and even before I actually started fathering adventures, it was all about helping someone else succeed. And so of course I helped somebody else succeed and then I helped another and another and so on. And I thought, okay, so I don't want to just help someone else succeed anymore. I want to be help be able to help as many as possible. And one of, one of Robert's other quotes is, um, you know, as goes the men, so goes the society. And it's something that comes out of a sociologist, anthropologist after studying cultures around the world and down through the ages, you know, they agree on that statement. And, and I was like, okay, so I know that I'm meant to be helping men because if we can help men, we can help all of their children and their wives, you know, their, their, their entire families and extended families sort of through helping that man. So, yeah. Fantastic. So, Darren, then what are the things that you discovered in your own journey and in doing other people's material and then teaching other people? What are the things that actually you would define as Fathering 101? Well, um, Fathering 101, I mean, for uh, look, for starters, um, just how important fathers are. I think that's, I think that's something that flies way, well under the radar. Um, one of the things that I've discovered as I've, as I've helped um, do this with fathers is I'll have fathers come up at the end of their experience with us. And this was my experience as well. When I first kind of journeyed alone was, um, you know, Hey, I'm, I'm, I was always a good uh, financial provider. I'm, I've always been the disciplinarian in the home. Um, but one of the things that I wasn't, um, that I, that I didn't realize was that, you know, my role, um, is, is, so much more encompassing than just those two things. And I was good at those things because my father was good at those things, but my father really wasn't good at any of the other things that you're sort of talking about. And, and so ultimately we have men who become enthused, that's their words, enthused and excited by, um, by a vision for what it means to be a father, you know, just giving them a vision and giving them an understanding just how important um, their role is. Um, I can I can see the froth. I can't I can't taste the coffee. <laughs> Are you talking about hugging your kid more? Are you talking about spending more face to face time? Like, what are these different things that these dads weren't doing that yeah. they now know they have to do? So sure. Well, look, just I I believe that the very first thing, the, the probably the most important thing that that a father needs to know this is this is essential if he know if he knows nothing else if he is nothing else he needs to know that every child every son every daughter has a core question that 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 is that dwells deep within them that may never be verbalized but it but it it sits there and it awaits being answered and that question is a really simple question and it's simply and directed towards dad, it's dad, do you love me? Do you delight in me? Am I the apple of your eye? Am I your beloved son? Am I be your, or, or your beloved daughter? You know, it, that, so there's this question and what an intentional father will do is intentionally set out to answer that core question, understanding, knowing that it's there and then actually speaking into that and, and not just so speaking into it, but also um, by investing their time. Absolutely. Something that you picked up on earlier before Chris was just it, 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 see one, one of the things that I always teach my own kids um, and anybody that, that hangs around me for long enough is that there's um, that, that everything we do and everything we say um, sends a message. Mm -hmm. And, um, and, and so, you know, we, 
that's why it's so important to be intentional. So what, what are we doing and what aren't we doing and what are we saying and what aren't we saying and, and be sure to, to speak into those places and to, you know, be a part, be present and be engaged and be deliberate, be intentional in, the, in those spaces. So, so sending that then. message. Yeah, the so warning then for a dad is if, if the dad just crashes in and says to the kid, hey, kid, I love you, you're a good kid, hey, thumbs up, you're great. Yeah. But yep. they have to back that up then by their body language, by the time they spend with the kid, by the other signals other than what they say with their mouth. Absolutely. If, if, if it's just, if, it's, if all it is is just saying those words, and I think dads are so much better in this generation than ever before of reminding their children that they're loved. But if they're, if they're just saying that and they're not backing that up by actually spending some time with them and, and just, you know, um, showing them in so many other ways of just how precious they really are, how, how they, every, every boy, every girl, every man, every woman needs to know that they are unconditionally loved, accepted, that they belong to a family, that they have a place within that family. And, and if they don't, and see, one of the biggest mistakes that, that a lot of families make, I believe, and, and don't, don't get me wrong, this is a good thing, but, 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 fathers as, as the leaders of their home typically don't take it any further further than this is is they go away on family holidays and they think that that's it that that's but but you see it's the one-on-one time it's where you actually say to a son or a daughter hey here's something that you and i are going to do just the two of us and we get so much feedback from our sons and our daughters who say you know um what you know what's the, one of the questions might be what was um uh, what was the uh, your favorite part about this particular experience? And, and, and their answer is as simple as this. It's, it's like, um, I mean, there's, there's a whole, obviously a whole wide array of answers, but one of the common ones is just to have this time with dad with no, no distractions and, and not having any of my other siblings here. Because again, it, when in those one-on-one moments, that's when a father adequately communicates to his son or his daughter that you are prized, that you are precious, that you truly are my delight. And that's yeah, what sends that message. I'm going to play devil's advocate here because one of the love languages is quality time. Yep. Obviously a person who is built functionally to want quality one-on-one time with people will be very likely to give the answer you just discussed. You know, yeah, dad was with me. No one else was around. But do you think that actually really is uh, universally valuable, even for those who don't have that as a core love language issue in their life? Absolutely. Um, there's this fellow called um, Dr. Anthony Witham, and, and he says this, he says, uh, and you guys would have heard this for sure, children spell love, T-I-M-E. It's how they know that they're loved. Yes, yes, you're right. It's what's been you know, known as one of the, 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 the five love languages. But, um, but, but I think sometimes what, we, what some dads can do, because the reality is, is that time is our most precious resource. You know, when we think of finances, the reality is, is we can, we can always earn more. At any stage in our life, there's always an, there are always going to be opportunities to earn more. And we don't spend money, we circulate it. But when, when time is gone, it's gone and we can never, ever get that back. So it's our most precious resource. And, and it's that that really um, – and so, so I guess some, one mistake that dads make is, especially if they're in the know and they know about love languages um, – is they can say, well, you know, that's not my child's primary love language. I'll give them gifts or I'll, you know, um, 
you know, get, prov- I'll rub their back at night or whatever. And, and all of those things are precious, especially if they are, if they rank highly as the, the love language. But, but no, every child will, will determine whether their, their father um, or mother loves them by the time that that man, in the case of a father, chooses to spend with and invest in um, his relationship with his child. There's a, there's a secondary reason as well. It's nowhere near as important, but the secondary reason is that uh, you one day that child might grow up to have their own children with a, that have a variety of different lang- love languages. And so we, we all need to learn to give in a variety of love languages. So, um, you know, so we need to give our children, love our children in a variety of love languages, not just for them, but also to help them for when they become parents. For sure. Yeah, we've got to model all of that, yeah. Now, Guy, you actually uh, went to a program that Darren was running. Was the sort of stuff he's talking about the stuff that really impacted you? Or if you were, if you were doing, answering his question for him, would you have actually answered Fathering 101 differently? Uh, no, not really. Look, the, when I was thinking about going on a fathering adventure, Uh, Initially, I was thinking, well, is this just for dads who've got a troubled relationship with their son or their daughter? You know, is is this sort of something that you go to when when things are near breaking point and go up and have a a week with weekend or week with Darren and uh, and Melissa and and they they fix things? Is that is that what's going on? But uh, I didn't have that situation with my daughter that I chose to take up to. to North Queensland, we had a, a pretty good relationship, but I wanted to, I wanted to build on what we already had. I wanted to strengthen it. Uh, my daughter and I, we have a good relationship, but we have quite a lot of times when we are in discussion over issues. You see things differently. We see things differently. We see things differently, and we have to we have to spend that time working things out. So that means there's going to be some conflict. And so you know, conflict's not necessarily a bad thing. As we talked about with Jack Thurston on the podcast, we've got good, there's good tension and there's bad tension. But I wanted to raise my relationship with, with my daughter to a new level so that um, when we had those times of conflict, it didn't create meaning for her, which was not right. I didn't want to create, our oh, dad no longer loves me uh, dad hates me, I'm like terrible. Like sending the wrong signals. Sending the wrong signals. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I wanted to, I wanted to increase the, the credit in the tank, if you like, in the love tank, so that when we had those times of conflict and we needed to work things out, there was, uh, there was, there was credit into the account. So now, now you argue really intelligently, do you? <laughs> <laughs> and it, it had an impact, I presume? Uh, yeah. Look it, was, look, it was awesome. It was, it was, uh, it was an awesome time. And uh, it, it was really, it, it, had, it did exactly what I hoped it would do in that regard. So and I, I guess I think my wife was hoping that my daughter would come back and, and a lot of those conflicts would disappear. That, that didn't happen, but it did mean that we were able to, to work through things without having, without her reading meaning into those conflicts, which really shouldn't be there. So, Darren, is that the sort of response you get from most people that you interact with who you've tried to help with fathering? They're all different. <laughs> you know, as, as Guy pointed out, um, I mean, look, Guy, Guy's well, alongside you, Chris, is hosting this show. So already... Oh, so there's, there's some things you're not going to say? <laughs> no, 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 no. Well... <laughs> 
but I, I, I didn't prepare that earlier. Uh, <laughs> but the the uh, what I'm trying to say there, without you putting words in my mouth, Chris, is, is that um, is is the guy is is on that upper end of already. He's clearly the fact that he chose to be there in the first place is already an intentional father. So he's he's at that upper end without you know blowing wind up his backside. He's he's, he's a he's a good man, a good father who just wants to be a better man and a better father. And and you know you can't ask for anything more than that than than father you know from from a man from a dad. But um, look the the we have uh, we have fathers come from all over the spectrum and and um you know so we do have dads who come and we have dads who come whose wives register them um and some some might be just because they're unplugged you know they're they're um they're just disengaged they're they're absent um and the why the women that's why women are our greatest allies women get to see i guess because and this is a generalization but women typically are more relational than men naturally and and so you know men um, are more about building their empire building their kingdom and uh all in the name of you know providing for their families and so on Uh, and so that's not a bad thing but um they they miss some very subtle cues they miss the the looks you know when dad addresses them and and um and just the disappointments that, that that the child will will face, and and the women pick up on that. The mums, the wives pick up on that. So they they will quite often say, "Hey, listen, I found this on the website uh, on the on the the internet, and and so um, I've registered you, or or I would like to register you. You know, what do you think?" And um, so so that you know that's fairly common. Uh, and then of course we get the ones who say. Um, uh, we, we've had we've had people and and very few, but but we've had dads come with their daughters who have uh, been cutting or they've um, committed uh, attempted suicide. Um, we had a a father. Um, we had a we had a mum. The, probably the first um, near suicide um, uh, guest that we had was a, a mum phoned me up from um, uh, from Central Queensland, and she basically was. She basically said, "Look, um, my son has just um, survived his second suicide attempt, and um, uh, because we only have the one hospital in our in our city, um, he's in an adult mental inst- institution." And um, so, and we were sold out at the time. So we, she wanted to register him and his and his father for one of our prepared for manhood uh, five night father son adventures. And and I said, "Look, I'm so sorry. We're already." full and and but it was didn't take too long before i sort of thought i I can't have this this young man's third like perhaps his third suicide attempt might be fatal so uh, and one of the things she said to me she said that that when he was when she was speaking to her son uh, one of the things that he brought up was he says i don't know my dad i don't know him you know and and clearly he probably if you dug dug further and uh, it it would be well i don't feel known by dad either you know dad's kind of goes and does the work thing but but really I'm not important in his eyes. And, and so, you know, that rang alarm bells with her. She found us, she sent them on this adventure. We, we moved heaven and earth to get them to have a 13th place filled um, for them. And, um, 
and they came and, you know, I get Christmas cards from this family. I get Facebook messages from this young man. Um, you know, everything changed. I mean, look, we even have, we, we have situations like our, our weekend adventures. So this is just a, for ages seven to 13. We had a, we had a guy once and he was a good man. He actually runs men's groups um, in Southeast Queensland. So he came along and he didn't tell me any of this history, but he came along with his son and I just thought, okay, so he's just a good man. He runs these men's groups and he's got a great relationship with his son and, and he just, he plugged in and, and participated. So he phoned me up. I think it was probably midweek or later the following week. And he said, Darren, he said, you didn't know this beforehand. He said, my son about three months ago refused to go to school. I think there may have been some sort of bullying sort of that was going, taking place. He said he refused to go to school and we were trying to make him go to school and we would just dig his de- heels in deeper. He wouldn't go to school. And he said, um, he said, so we just gave up on the end. We just said, okay, well, we're not going to force this. When he's ready, he'll go. So we came along on your weekend and he said he, he was up bright and early on Monday morning. He dressed in his school uniform and he said, Dad, would you be able to take me to school this morning? And I mean, I was just blown away because our, I get that from our longer adventure experiences when the kids are older and so on. But, you know, it doesn't matter what age group they are um, or where they're at. The, again, the significance of a father's place, of, of that voice, of sending that message, it can change absolutely everything. So the, the responses that we receive from families is wide and varied. So coming back to your Fathering 101 the engagement of the father with the son is not, I'm your dad, I know what's best for you, get yourself off to school. It's an entirely uh, different kind of connection. So explain that connection again for us. Well, again, you know, there was something, and this was something that, um, uh, that that's deeply core to who we are and what we do. Um, and, and, it, and it's because it was actually come, when I came back from the States or when I was actually sitting in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, at the Teton Mountains, where we had, where we had uh, facilitated this week-long father-son adventure, there, that I actually, you know, before I kind of felt as though I had the green light. I mean, I knew that there was the desire. I was go, I was running around during that time, asking the sons, asking the fathers, what was going on, what did that mean to you, and so on. But when I when I kind of wanted some clarity, some direction, okay, is this something that I'm meant to do back in Australia? One of the things I did was I asked, I asked God to to give me some kind of direction there. Um, and anyway, I, I, I immediately, this particular Bible verse came to me and, and I actually turned, turned to that page. And I looked it up. I looked up this chapter and verse. So it's the very, it, it's, it's Malachi chapter four, verse six. And it's the last, it's the last words that God is going to say to his people for 430 years before he sends his son to, on this as an incredible rescue mission to potentially save the entire human race so and these words are simply these that he will turn the hearts of fathers to their children and the hearts of the children to their fathers now so the very first thing there and it's, and and i believe that the order is essential is for a father's heart to turn to his child. And so, and, and then what we found through our adventure is just through the practical outpouring out of, of, of each of the, the, the relationships that come on our adventures, what we find is that the heart of the child then in turn, in response to, turns back to their fathers. So, so yes, where it's, it's all about making sure and, and, and of sending this incredible message that you, that my heart is for you. 
you know, all of the other things that are important um, uh, will not come before my heart for you. My heart is for you. You are my beloved son or my beloved daughter. I treasure you. You're my prized possession. And so, you know, again, you send that in, in so many ways. So when they come, it's one-on-one. Um, and, and they come to have fun. They, ha- they come, they have um, outdoor adventure experiences. They laugh together. I mean, again, some of the feedback from, from and this is for, for all of our adventures, from fathers and from sons, from the daughters, is, is quite often this. Fathers will say, I didn't realize how much fun, how much I could really enjoy my son or my daughter. And the same thing is said unknowingly, like they, we, we get them to fill out their feedback form separately. Um, the same is said from the daughters and the sons. It's like, I, I had no idea that I could really enjoy my dad. And, and so there's, there's all of that. There's always a public affirmation. So you get to affirm and bless, you know, your son or your daughter and you do so publicly. Again, when I say we, we do this experientially, we coach the dads. We, we tell them, you know, how to do that. We show them, we give them examples of and, and we show them and we tell them what not to do as well. Um, so, you know, that's really the crescendo of our weekend experiences is, is just leading them into that place, you know, where we, where we give them some, we bring the community of fathers and sons or fathers and daughters together. We give them intimate one-on-one time where dads ask these three intelligence gathering questions. Um, and, then we, and then we have this, um, this public affirmation ceremony um, that takes place. And, and again, it's all of those things send a message. Dad's interested in me. Dad values me. And that's I'm, I'm going to cut in again, though, with this devil's advocate kind of thing. I'm thinking of people who are listening to you right now saying, there's no way I'm going to be able to ever get to an adventure like you're talking about here in Australia or overseas. And they're trying to just put this together. They're saying, but I do have a heart for my kid. That's why I'm working three jobs and I, I, I do shift work and I hardly ever see my kid and it, it, I'm working to the bone. And you know what? I'm physically suffering. And, you know, the load I'm carrying and and all that's because that kid is incredibly important to me. What you're saying is no matter how deep that heart is toward the kid, unless they actually find a way to express that directly with the child and and experience that in connection with the child, T-I-M-E, as you put it, um, that message may be completely missed by the kid. Absolutely. Absolutely. That, you know, one of the things we can do as dads is we can sort of think we have our, and that's why it's so important to begin to examine our vision as a dad. What is it that we want? You know, like what is it we want that we really want for them? And then what are the steps that we need to take to, so that they, so that they end up in that place. And so if we want them to know that they're unconditionally loved and accepted and valued and so on, then, then how are we going to go about that? And, and, you know, working our, our, our hands to the bone, you know, just go, going off seven days a week. And I mean, that's not going to get the job done. It's not going to get it. So it might be what we believe. It might be what we think, but that's not, you know, that there's a, there's a saying, I guess in business, isn't it? Know your customer. And, and, you know, the same could be said in marriage and, and same said in, in, in relation to our kids. It's like, okay, what does our customer want? In this case, within a father-child relationship, what does my child want from me? Which is one of the reasons why we ask those three intelligence gathering questions. You know, we, we, so that's three, just very quickly, Chris, if, if I have time, um, how am I doing as a dad? And again, this is coming off the back of, hey, I've brought you a way to do something special with you. So, you know, you're always going to get graded a, a lot higher than, than what you would probably would otherwise. Um, secondly, uh, what is one thing that I do really well? 
you know, what, what's your favorite part about me being your dad? And then thirdly, um, if there's one, you know, my heart, my desire is to be the best possible dad that I can be. Um, what is one thing that I could do that would make me a better dad in your eyes? And again, when you're, when you're um, inviting that kind of feedback, um, you're, you're getting to really know the heart of your child and then you can begin to adjust your fathering style accordingly. Um, so, you know, our kids value the fact that, that they see that we work hard, that we provide for them. I mean, most of, most, most of our kids see that. They know that. Um, so there's that element. I ha, you know, when I, when I um, counsel men and women, you know, and we talk about their relationship with their fathers and mothers and siblings and so on, one of the things that they'll say with their dads is they'll say, well, I knew my father loved me because he worked really hard. But, you know, again, that wasn't what they actually experienced. It was just a head knowledge. And it's that, it's that converting and conveying that message from their heads to their hearts, that 12 to 18 inches. That's the, that's the great leap that, that we have to be able to make as fathers. Fantastic. And what's missing, what's missing I think, is, uh, is, is that thing you talked about earlier about knowing. When you, when you love somebody, you want, you want them to know you. You want to be known and you want to know them. And so, and so if you just work in a job, yes, that's expressing love, but you're not actually getting to know one another, are you? It's mm. not relating. I mean, it's called no. relationship for a reason and, and yeah. you know, you're not relating to them. You're just providing for them. And that's one important aspect of fathering, but it's, it's not at all. Hey, Darren, this has been really fantastic. I'm really pleased that Guy has introduced you to me and to our audience. And look, do you mind? I think we ought to just have some more conversation. Our time's up now, but yeah. I think we've got to hear from more from Darren, absolutely. We will. And uh, But before we go, we just need to tell our audience how they can get in touch with Darren at Fathering Adventures. Now, you have, you have people coming from all around the world, so this isn't just an Australian thing, and it might cost you an extra grand or so to uh, take a flight across the across the Pacific. Come to the beautiful Australia. Come to beautiful Australia. Tropical North Queensland's an incredible place. It's, it's, worth a, it's worth a visit. And what better reason than to take your son or your daughter on an adventure that will mean the world to them for the rest of their life mm. and could just be the turning point in your relationship with them. And Darren, is there anybody who's ever regretted spending the money to go on a fathering adventure? No, <laughs> not at all. Never. Not at all. I didn't think so. So, you know, it'll be money in, and time well spent. In fact, Guy, one of the things, one of the feedback, because we asked, as you well know, you've been on one of our adventures. So one of the feedback questions, one of the, sh the questions on our evaluation forms says, you know, so what's the, the value for money being, you know? And, um, and, and, of, and of course, that's after. They, they, they fill those out at the end of their experience. And we actually asked the question there too, has that changed since you first registered? Um, you know, quite often on, on that feedback form that they would say, this has been priceless. I would have paid more actually, you know, like, I mean, they're always usually surprised on, on actually how affordable they are for what they actually receive. Hmm. So what's your contact details, Darren? How do people get in touch with you? Well, probably the easiest way, I guess, would be um, via the website. Um, so it's just www.fatheringadventures, all one word, .com.au. Um, and then there's all of my other contact details are there. Um, but for those who don't have access to the internet, um, my, my mobile telephone number is 0431 839 035. And 
you'll make sure that's available. Through yeah, the- and we'll have a we'll have uh, the details on the website at realmen twenty four seven dot org, and we actually have a couple of blog posts that I wrote after my fathering adventure with uh, with Harriet. So we'll put some links on to those as well and you can you can go and read about those experiences and of course darren has a lot of testimonies on his website as well so fantastic well darren thank you so much for your time and we're looking forward to interviewing you again because i'm sure there's a whole lot more stuff we need to hear Mm, i look forward to that too thanks chris thanks guy thanks thank you bye-bye thanks for listening to the real talk for real men podcast at www.realmen247.org